When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Carl has uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. This is a podcasting expert. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. 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 <laughs> I don't think I can top that. Hello, Bag Slappers and Cousin Roos, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show where... There have been no laughs! What do you mean? I'm... None! I'm your host, Carl. With me this week is Jen from the Jingles Department. Hello! Welcome back, Jen. Thank you. If you'd like to support the show, please buy our merchandise. We actually have brand new t-shirts. I haven't uh, announced that yet. We have brand new t-shirt designs. You can get uh, a lot of shirts that have our one-star reviews on them. So That's terrific. Go to whoarethese.com and click the link over to our merchandise. You can also support the show by talking about it on our subreddit, Who Are These Podcasts. Leave us a voicemail, 585-612-1388. Email the show, show at gmail.com. We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes, but then shit all over us in the comments section. We enjoy reading those reviews. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Not Sam Rustling. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. So this is a podcast that is hosted by Sam Roberts. Yep. Sam Roberts was a intern on the Opie and Anthony show. Which I love. And then somehow is now the host of his own morning show on Sirius XM, as well as this podcast about wrestling. Yeah. Professional wrestling. Yes. Is what this guy talks about. And boy, does he talk about it. Holy shit, he can't shut up about it. I don't know how you could have so much to say about that stuff. The things that he, he interviews people... We listened to a Mick Foley episode. You listened to Dan Soder. I did. Yep. I decided to take the edge off. At least I got to listen to Dan Soder. Yeah, Dan Soder's a funny guy. So yes. those two guys just talked about wrestling and were not funny at all. Not really. But... Unfortunately. But this is the kind of thing that when you listen to Sam talk about wrestling, this is the kind of compelling information you hear about. Um, the Gargano heel turn. I, I just... You know, I, I say the Gargano's heel turn is my number two story, but man, NXT is just, to me, under a new renaissance. The Gargano heel turn was his number two story. Uh, huh? Do you understand what he's talking about at all? Do you know what NXT is? Uh, you know what? I made, I actually, one of my notes that I made was that they might as well be speaking in French because yes. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know anything about wrestling. So I don't feel like though I'm necessarily the best judge. Right. Of this podcast. This is for wrestling fanboys, and we are not those people. Which I know very little. I mean, I know a couple of wrestlers, but I don't know anything else. Right. And so I had to do a ton of Googling as I was listening to the show. I'm like, yeah. he's talking about NXT, and he's 
he had this one part of the episode with Mick Foley where he interviews this other woman, and it's just Sam talking to the woman. He doesn't ask her any questions. He just goes on and on and on. He's talking about, oh, you're going to be at NXT in New Orleans, right? Yeah, NXT. And I'm like, what the fuck? So apparently, WWE is the main professional wrestling thing yes. that people watch. They have their own minor league version of that where these professional wrestlers are part of NXT and then they get called up to the big leagues when they're a good enough wrestler. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how this works. I don't care how any of it works. I don't care. But you know what? On the second half of the Dan Soder one that I listened to, he yes. didn't even have a second person to interview. He just talked by himself. Yes. For about 55 minutes. Yes, 55 minutes. And what he decided he was going to do, because WrestleMania is coming up at this part, right. is he is going to predict every single thing that's going to happen in WrestleMania. He's going to tell you when the match is going to happen, what's going to happen in the match. He went through the entire thing as if anyone would give a shit about this. It's not what's going to happen. It's just his prediction of every single thing. He sets it up like this. And then I've decided it would be fun to take all of the matches happening at WrestleMania 34. I put them in order. I booked the show. And I'll tell you what I think should happen in each of them. Okay? So that's what we'll do. Fun for who, though? Even if I liked wrestling, I don't think I'd like that. I think it's ridiculous. Well, it's odd to me, when you listen to sports talk, they are constantly predicting what's going to happen in the game. Right. Because nobody knows. Like, Are the the Eagles going to win the the Super Bowl against the Patriots? It doesn't seem likely. And we could speculate about it for weeks and talk about that sort of thing. Professional wrestling is a scripted show. This is like... Speculating on what the the new nine hundred two one zero is going to be about. <laughs> the new nine hundred two one zero. I couldn't think of a single fucking TV show. I don't watch TV. What, what would so be going, uh, Madam Secretary? I don't know. Oh man! But you're, what, why are you speculating about something that is scripted out, that is written? And the crazy part is, Sam Roberts works for the WWE. He's actually employed by them. Oh, he is. Oh yeah. Doing what? Doing what's a great question. This is where he talks about how he's going to be in the crowd with the people. I'll be a man with a microphone amongst the people there during the WrestleMania uh, kickoff show. So if you see me, say hello and uh, follow me around and maybe we'll get your mug on camera. Hopefully some of you guys are wearing Sam Roberts t-shirts and not Sam t-shirts. Uh, and it'll it'll motivate me even more Ugh. to get you guys on there. So How embarrassing is that? Uh, can you please wear my t-shirt too? And then, and then I'll try to get you on camera. So I think what he does is he does like the pre-show or maybe it's like during the show. He's like the guy out in the crowd talking to people. I don't even know. I don't watch this stuff. But he's employed by the WWE to do this? Yes. And he's trying to predict every single match. Like, dude, can't you just go grab the script and find out what's going to happen? You work for them. This is what's crazy about this whole thing. Sam Roberts, this show, if you listen to it and you didn't know who Sam Roberts is, which I would imagine most people wouldn't. You would just think that this is a teenage boy putting on a show for himself. It sounds like that. But that is what he's doing. He's putting on this show for himself. This is not really for anybody. It's for wrestling fans. And I get it. There's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there. I like Dick's take on it. You can like wrestling, but let's not talk about it. Right. But it's, it's for wrestling fans. But the production value of it, everything about it doesn't sound anything like there's any reason for people to be listening to this outside of this little boy's bedroom. Right. Who's recording this show. When I found out this was the podcast we were going to be doing, yeah. 
I was at band practice. A couple of the guys in my band are really into wrestling. And I oh, asked really? them, okay. would you listen to a wrestling podcast? Because they'll have conversations every once in a while about wrestling, which is insane. Yeah. The conversation lasts tops five minutes. And then right. it's over. And then they're done talking about it. And then it. everyone's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I don't think that they didn't know I wouldn't listen to it. Why would you? Especially when the only thing he's talking about is what's going to happen at WrestleMania, except for that's not what's going to happen at WrestleMania. It's what he thinks should happen. And then he actually tries to recreate the show for us listeners. And I, I would have Miz introduced first. You know, if you go, we're here, we're live at WrestleMania, blah, 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 blah. You know, the crowd shot. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that WrestleMania song they're playing is all over the place. Then, I came to play. Here comes the Miz. This is what I mean when I say it sounds like a teenager. Yeah. Because he's singing the intro songs for the wrestlers. This is just so embarrassing. What match can possibly follow Asuka versus Charlotte, Asuka getting her first defeat, and then Carmella coming in and cashing in? <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He's that excited about it that he has to sing their music. He sounds like a crazy person. He really does. In this podcast, I actually, I like Sam Roberts on ONA. I don't dislike him entirely, but this podcast made me want to cry. I almost started crying while I was listening to it because I was so bored. It's so boring. And I couldn't pay attention. And I was like, I have to listen to this because I have to know what Sorry. I'm talking about. And I literally almost burst into tears because I was so frustrated. It's terrible. It's and awful. I don't understand why this guy, he calls himself the last professional broadcaster. He's, he's like the last Cro-Magnum man. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks he's a professional broadcaster except for the fact that he is actually a professional broadcaster. He's not compelling. He's not provocative. He's not an interesting person to listen to. He used to bring fodder to the show. Right. He was the guy who would listen to the jocks that they would then play back and make fun of during Jocktober. Yes. But Sam Roberts is not an interesting person. I've listened to his morning show with Jim Norton. It's nothing. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. It's just passing time. Yeah. There's nothing interesting or compelling to latch onto. And then when he's talking about wrestling, holy shit. Jen, I've been playing all the clips. What do you what do you want to Well, real quick though, before we move on, <laughs> I want to say this. You, you said you know you like Sam Roberts, and I never had a problem with the guy. But then this fucking asshole has been so he's such a weasel. He's never come out on either side of the ONA thing. He always wants to stay in the middle. To the point where, when we did the Opie show, and it was a big deal, everyone in the ONA universe was talking about us talking about Opie, the first caller they picked up that next morning says, how are you guys not talking about this podcast that just came out, making fun of Opie Radio? And Sam immediately deflected, and just like, oh yeah, I don't know anything about that, and then started talking about his shoes or something. Yeah. Something totally not, you could have, they could have fucking talked about that, it would have been interesting for people. And, and Sam just never wants to get involved in anything interesting. He just wants to talk about fashion and rappers. Like, okay. Well, he shit. doesn't want to burn any bridges. He no. Just, I think he well, understands that his job is precarious at best. Well, it's not working out for him because Opie's been calling him out big time lately. He's been calling him a weasel. He didn't like the way that he handled the Judy Gold interview. Who gives a shit? Who's Judy Gold? Judy Gold's a comedian. Okay. Who was on Opie's show recently and then went on Jim and Sam this past week and whatever. I thought that 
Opie's new show is supposed to be a love fest. It it is a love fest, except for when Opie gets drunk, which I'll be playing you a little later. Oh boy, he go he fucking gets right past the guardrail after drinking for three or four hours at Gebhard's, and uh, it's interesting. Jen, uh, you have any clips you want to play from this show? This so this is why I was starting to get so frustrated because they started talking about they're guessing what order should these matches go in. So that's track one. Okay, so this is. Sam talking to Dan Soder. Yes. Who's a very good comedian. Who's a really good comedian who yeah. I really like, and I usually like him on any show I listen to. Right. <laughs> Here's the exception. Except for this one. In hindsight. Punk, punk Undertaker. You think that match should have gone on last? Yeah. Instead of John Cena and The Rock? How do you not put on John Cena and The Rock last? I don't care. It's twice in a lifetime. Yeah, but. Only punk, twice. Punk and, yeah. Punk you and, just want Punk and The Undertaker to go on last. That was the best match of that WrestleMania. And because you're upset that Punk left because he didn't go on last. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. But, All in's gonna be cool. <laughs> it's weird how they regress. Yeah. In this, t- listening to this, they are twelve. Yes, they talk like twelve-year-olds. At one point, so you, they brought up the Rock right there. Right. When Sam is doing his predictions for this WrestleMania coming up. He has the whole idea of how The Rock's going to come out, and he plays this all out. And listen to him jizz his pants at the end of this clip. Ew. Then he starts talking about how much New Orleans sucks. New Orleans sucks. New Orleans sucks. New Orleans sucks. Only to be interrupted by, if you smell, oh my God, as if we couldn't get more excited. Here comes The Rock to interrupt Elias. That's when Elias says he doesn't know. I mean, The Rock says uh, it doesn't matter what Elias' name is. He does all his catchphrases. He catches, Elias takes a swing. He catches him at the rock bottom. Rock gets up on the second rope, puts his hand in the air, puts his eyebrow up, and everybody in New Orleans just goes nuts for the guy because he's just the greatest dude ever. He was stumbling over himself to, to jizz all over the rock. I mean, it is pretty remarkable how excited he is about wrestling. Yeah. I don't know how anybody could be I agree. that excited about it. He knows a lot about it. I don't care. Can we talk about the fact that he also sucks at broadcasting? This is Sam, who this is the only thing he does is broadcast. Mm-hmm. And this is how great he is at it. Uh, we talk about, um, uh, 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 I just had it in my head, and I completely blanked out because I was getting something ready that I'm going to throw to. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do see what you mean, Sam. You're not very good at this. He should have cut that part out. I would have thought so. <laughs> I would have cut that part out. What else you got there? Um, okay, so, and then Dan Soder and Sam started talking about who do you think is going to get the loudest crowd reaction? Okay. And that's you know, The Undertaker coming out, dude, is going to get... About, how about just loudest reaction? Not biggest pop, loudest reaction, because... Uh, I'm going to mix two things together. My theory on what's going to happen and the loudest reaction, I think, is going to go when Paul Heyman teams up with Roman Reigns. You think that's going to happen? Yes. I think Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar, and I think Roman Reigns will become a, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> what? What? Although, well, I've heard this theory, it kind of sounds to me like uh, everybody that always wanted John Cena to turn heel. Shut up. I can't fucking take it. <laughs> what the fuck with this? They're predicting who's going to get the loudest crowd reaction? Who could possibly give a shit about this? Well, he's got a lot of... Well, he, that's the thing. He doesn't have to fill so much time, but he fills a lot of time, so he, they talk about every tiny detail. Oh, since you brought that up, 
I hate this about Sam. He's very much a radio guy. And you can tell on his podcast that he's constantly teasing what's coming up next. He's constantly just trying to fill time and make it as long as possible. He starts off the Mick Foley episode teasing because he's already pre-recorded the interview. Mm -hmm. So now he's going to be talking about everything that they're going to be talking about, which is something that's completely unnecessary. You do not need to do this on a podcast. Uh, And we talked about... um the Twitter deletion. I think Mick Foley is now back on Twitter, but, and we also talk about Becky Lynch calling herself the man, but Mick deleted his Twitter, which I didn't even realize. Uh, it's back now, I believe, but for a while it was deleted. So we talk about that. We go deep into female singer songwriters. Mick talks about his uh, physical change. We talk about when he's gotten frustrated with WWE and the faxes that he sent over. We talk about the work he's done on his handwriting. We've got a lot to break down with Mick Foley. If he is trying to tease this interview, that's a terrible way to do it. We talk about his handwriting and singer-songwriters. Who was interested to hear about any of this shit? Uh, not me. Even if you're the biggest Mick Foley fan, you want to hear him talk about deleting his Twitter and his handwriting? So I just pulled together real quick this fucking dummy doing those little teases and then fast forward to what the actual payoff was. And mostly it's nothing. Mick talks about his physical change. You know, I I, I did. I worked the rehabs hard uh, last year on the hip and the knee. Mm. Oh, wow. He he worked on his fucking physical therapy. Great great story. Oh, remember that tease where he said that uh, Becky Lynn is the man? And we also talk about Becky Lynch calling herself the man. Becky Lynch. Yeah is hashtag the man. Why do you, why is that, why do you say that? Uh, she just came up with the phrase and struck the man. The man, just I'm the man. I, I, I said Lynn, Becky Lynch, which is a terrible wrestling name, by the way, Becky Lynch. That's her wrestling name? Yeah. Oh. It's stupid. So the story was, because remember, Sam had to tease this. Yeah. Becky Lynch is the man and... Mick Foley says she called herself the man. Who gives a shit? All right. This deleting Twitter thing is a very big deal in Mr. Roberts' world. This is, again, teasing that and then the big payoff, the big story. Uh, And we talked about um, the Twitter deletion. I think Mick Foley is now back on Twitter. But Mick deleted his Twitter, which I didn't even realize. Uh, It's back now, I believe. But for a while it was deleted. So we talk about that. She deleted... Twitter? Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, I was having a bad day, uh-huh. and I had a bag of potato chips, uh-huh. and I realized that uh, I had a Twitter addiction, and I was going cold turkey. When I come back, maybe I can use it more responsibly. That's fascinating. Please go on. Whew. Yeah, wow. that was the compelling thing. So Sam teased it in the very, very beginning. Then he teased it again. Then he asked the question. And then in the postmortem, he brings it up a fourth time. <laughs> Here is Sam Roberts. Hardcore legend Mick Foley. What a gem, huh? What a gem. Now, I think he is back on Twitter since we recorded the interview. (sighs) But isn't that crazy? Who (laughs) fucking cares? Why is that crazy? The guy got rid of Twitter for a little while and then came back. But he didn't even realize he was gone. In the first place, which is why I can't believe he's still talking about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, this is the last one that I want to play. So the tease and then the, this big payoff. This is the singer-songwriter piece. Did you listen to this episode, this Mick Foley episode? I did listen to it, and yeah. 
I did listen to this part of it as well, and I, if I had pulled clips from that, I would have pulled a clip from this. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have much to talk about with those. Yeah. We go deep into female singer-songwriters. Well, can you rank, and this is going to be a tough question, because, but can you rank Tori Amos? <laughs> oh, don't do this to me. Nora Jones. Oh, God, yeah. And Jewel. Oh, man. So this is Dummy's version of going deep with singer-songwriters. You want to rank... Tori Amos, Nora Jones, and Jewel. Right. Wow. Some deep polls there, Sam. Who cares? Going real uh, deep with this. Well, Mick Foley is a creep and a half about Jewel, too, which I yeah. thought was really gross. Eh, I am, too. I get it. You're a creep about Jewel? Yeah, of course. We all are. Oh. We're, we're all a little creepy about Jewel. Yeah, well, I, you wouldn't broadcast it. Well, you just did, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Way to shit on your point. Uh, this is the interview with Mick Foley. Sam Roberts is so good at broadcasting that even the guest is uncomfortable when the conversation just dies. So I you, wasn't giving people breaks they deserved. That was the real downer about it. I was like, I'm not used to this. I go, oh, that was no, a was silent say, pause there, no, a dramatic really, pause. It's an odd thing because like... Yeah, great interviewing skills, stupid. Good job. The guest is even sitting there going, oh, are we still talking? What just happened? <laughs> Where'd you go? Oh, man. I have a clip from this conversation with Dan Soder. It's the only clip I pulled of those two guys talking to each other. But this is just depressing. Here's how the pre-show goes for me. Women's Battle Royal opens the whole thing. Mm -hmm. What time does that start? 5. 5 p.m. Eastern. Women's Battle Royal, Cruiserweight Championship match. And we're we're looking at six hours? Seven. Seven hours of wrestling. Seven hours, yes. We're looking at seven. And then... Seven hours yeah. of wrestling? Seven. Oh, man. Seven. Oh, That's about man. right. <laughs> oh, man. It's about what it should be. Seven hours? Seven hours of professional wrestling. That's too much. That's way too much professional wrestling. I mentioned on the last show that I used to watch wrestling, and I want to clarify something. <laughs> I never cared about the wrestling matches themselves. That's the most boring part about wrestling. I like the shit talking, the story development. It could be. It was very funny at times. You had these characters on there. I know you're looking at me like I'm a fucking crazy. Oh my person. god, I can't believe what I'm hearing. It was very funny at times, and then you'd have these big pay per view events, WrestleMania or something, and take all of those things out of it. There's no shit talking. There's no fun. It's just actual wrestling matches. It's. As Bonnie would say, boring as shit. Uh-huh. Watching two guys in the ring throw each other around in a fake wrestling match is not entertaining. And for seven fucking hours? Well, I would argue that even with all the pageantry, it's still boring as shit. I well, cannot I, watch wrestling I, at all. I think you're probably right about that. At all. I have a track. It's kind of a long clip. Okay. But it encapsulates the mania of these two people talking about wrestling. Okay. It's three. It's gay for wrestling? Yes. Is that the one? Okay. Yeah. I think Braun Strowman has taken Roman Reigns' spot. Oh. And they're too committed to Roman Reigns. They're like, no, we're going to try. But it's that thing of where you're like, you know how when you're in a long-term relationship, it takes half the relationship to get out of the relationship? Yep. Part of me feels like. They're in the getting out of the relationship with Roman Reigns They're stage? like, yeah, because they have a crush on Braun. And they're uh, like, I could definitely get Braun, and I think my life would be so good if it were just me and Braun. He's so big. <laughs> right. It's just Roman's fun, and I like his wet hair, but Wait, Braun's so big. You know, 
I thought Roman was what I wanted because he's so hot. But it turns but, out I wanted more of a big guy with yeah, personality. Braun Strowman gets me. He does. We just click. Yeah, I he, feel like I bet he. Uh, I like I like showing off Roman Reigns to people, mm-hmm. but I want to spend all my time with Braun. I mean, I just want to go home to Braun. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Do you, do you see me fidgeting right now? Yes. I don't like what these guys are talking about and how they're talking about it. Are you breaking out in a sweat? I am. <laughs> you should be. It's so gross. Ugh. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. They are so into it. I guess maybe I'm a little jealous. I don't have anything in my life I'm that passionate about. But Yeah. You, you don't know. have anything you'd want to watch for seven hours? Oh, there's tons of things I'd rather watch for seven hours. No, I'm saying you don't have something in your life that you're, like, stoked about because you're going to spend seven hours watching it. Maybe Bake Off. Yeah, pro- probably Bake Off. <laughs> I could watch Bake Off for seven hours. I think you have, actually. I have watched Bake Off for okay, seven hours. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what else do you have out there? This is just another Sam Roberts theory. It's his final theory. Mm-hmm. But this is, comes after about 20 minutes of discussion, and so it's track four. You know, black, he's still wearing black. He still looks like The Undertaker, but he's clearly not The Undertaker. He's now this man who John Cena attacked as a man. So you don't think he comes bandana around the head? Bandana's fine. Black bandana. Okay. Black bandana. And then The Undertaker beats John Cena. And The Undertaker goes out on top. And that match, in my book, closes WrestleMania. You got a good theory, Rob. Okay. That's what I do. If it's my WrestleMania. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. That was that was the end of about a 20-minute theory about what's going to happen with The Undertaker. And the crazy part is that after him and Dan talk about WrestleMania for way too long, Sam then spends another 45 minutes talking about WrestleMania. I know. They don't stop talking about it. That's all they do. It'd be one thing to analyze what happened at WrestleMania. That would make a little bit of sense to me. But the fact that he's just talking about something that hasn't happened yet and speculating on all the things that might happen. Who is this possibly for? It's it's crazy. Who doesn't value their time at all? Well. And is spending their time with this, this nonsense. If he is making money, I get it. I guess he's employed. Um, no, I'm asking about his listeners. Who's listening to this? Well, that's, that's a good question. It's crazy. That is a good question. I don't know. And he has a sponsor. He does a shitty live read because he's such a great professional broadcaster. However, it gets in the way a lot of times because what happens is the ticket buying process becomes so overly complicated and ridiculous that I go, oh, forget it. And I end up missing my favorite things. Well, I never have to anymore. And it's all because of my friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is one of the most wonderful supporters of Not Sam Wrestling. Nobody can talk naturally when they're reading ad copy. No. It turns everyone into a fucking moron, doesn't it? Well, it's tough. It's tough, I'll admit. This is great. Sam Roberts is explaining all these matches are going to happen in WrestleMania. And at the same time, there's like a chat room that he's looking at. So even though he's only talking himself... He's at, from time to time reading messages that are coming in, because I'm guessing this is like a, a live show he does. Maybe it's a YouTube live show or something. And he's reading these messages as they're coming in. This is him explaining that everything that's going to happen on this WrestleMania that he's just predicted, he enjoys. Okay. So now we're at match 11. And it's a, Laramie says, this is your, your bathroom break. 
Well, I mean, the way I see it planned out, there's really not a bathroom break because everybody wants to see Rusev. He's so popular. So if you have Rusev winning, you know, none of these are skippable matches in my mind. If you lay it out like this and you do it this way. In his mind, this is going to be a really exciting show. Yeah, no fucking shit, Sherlock. This is all made up by you. You wouldn't come up with something that you didn't find interesting. Right. But it's not interesting. It's not, it's, it's not reality. Who cares? I just can't believe the amount of hours he spends doing this. It's surprising. It's crazy. It's like the rantings of a madman. He also is so good at predicting what's going to happen. Maybe Aleister Black wins this year. You know? Who knows? Maybe one of the Street Profits win this year. You never know who's going to win this thing. Oh, great prediction, stupid. No, they do know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You never know. You actually do know. Somebody wrote it down. Somebody does know. And then they communicated it to all the other wrestlers right. who also have to know. Mm-hmm. This is insanity. <clears throat> it's no surprise that The Rock went on to become one of the highest paid actors. Yeah. Because he started out wrestling, acting. Yes. A script. Yeah. Out. He's very good at on it. On stage. Yeah. He's terrific. It's very funny. He brought back action films. All right. I think I'm... I don't want to talk about The Rock with you anymore. Well, now I'm just starting to get into it. <laughs> I, know, I feel like we're starting to pick up. We're going to start talking about wrestling any minute now. You have a couple more clips on here? Anything else you want to play? Um, Sure. You can play five. Oh, I can. You can. If you would, that'd be great. Uh, it's just, so Shawn Michaels, the yes. heartbreak kid. Yep. Uh, I'm aware. Sam goes on and on about his haircut. Just, yeah. You don't have to play it if you don't want He's to. He's very gay for Shawn Michaels. And everybody else. Honestly, I think Shawn Michaels cutting his hair is the last vestige of hope that anybody could have had that he might return to the ring. Shawn cut his ponytail off. He doesn't even have the Dutch boy haircut that he had when he first got back to WWE. He has short hair. He has a man's haircut for the first time in his wrestling life anyway. Shawn Michaels has a man's haircut, and that's a sad, sad day for all of us. Hopefully, that's the end of that conversation. You would think. And he doesn't continue to talk about a man's haircut, because why would anyone care about that? Well, just wait, because six, which is my last clip. Oh, fuck, really? About ten minutes later, I cut out the middle part. But, because that means he's really not coming back, because the heartbreak kid is not coming back with short man hair, you know? Sexy boy (laughs) hair. Now he's just, man, I mean, you know, still an attractive guy. But the long mullet, that was a sexy boy. Short hair is the haircut of a of a of a handsome, well-to-do man. And that doesn't have the same ring to it. So I think that that does officially put a nail in the coffin of the wrestling career of the Heartbreak Kid. Well, that's retarded. Uh, he's lost his ever-loving mind at that point. I think he's really kind of gone off the deep end because he's been talking about it for so long. Yeah. And that's pretty much when I quit. Do you think he's getting positive reinforcement from this podcast? Are people telling him that it's good? Is he... I mean, this show has been going on for a long time. He's... he's, Mick Floyd was episode 210, and he's had a lot of shows since then. He must be. I mean, not that we ever do this show, but... Right. I only get negative (laughs) feedback all the time. We keep it going. Uh, I'm just wondering what people are saying to him that makes him think that he's putting on a good show. Are there people who say, oh my God, I loved how you spent 50 minutes talking about every single match that you want to happen at WrestleMania and how it would go down and singing people's intro music? It's like somebody theorizing about what's going to happen in the next Marvel movie. Right. It's possible. People definitely know what is going to happen. 
Yeah, there's, definite, you... there's definite outcome to the movie because somebody's writing it or has written it. But yet you, on your own, having no knowledge of what's going to happen, prattle on and on about what could possibly happen. Yeah. Who, Who would listen to that? I don't know. I just did, and I'm really pissed off about it. I apologize. I know it's not fun. Uh, that's all I have for Sam Roberts. I mean, it's wrestling. It's probably not for us. It's definitely not for me. But it's, it's surprisingly poorly done. He, you know, he there's didn't not a good me. format to it. There's, it's just, it's, and it's hours long. It is hours long. He, his his voice didn't bother me. His banter didn't bother me. If yeah. I didn't have to pay attention to the content, it's not something that sounds annoying to me. Yeah. But when I had to try to pay attention to what they were saying, that's when I almost lost my mind. Yeah, I'm, you shouldn't pay attention to what they're saying. It's really dull. I wouldn't recommend. So the it. sound of it's not terrible. I've listened to podcasts before where I wanted to rip my earballs out. Because the sound of their voices. You've listened to WATP before? <laughs> I sure have. Well, speaking of WATP, you know, we had uh, Dick Masterson on the show on our last episode. That was great. And Dick went on his show the next day, because we record on Saturdays, he records on Sundays, we come out on Sundays, he comes out on Tuesday. He goes on his show the next day and explains that he's very hungover. Because he did WATP with me the day before and started drinking at 11 a.m. Oh. <laughs> but I was uh, very excited to hear him uh, rave about WATP. So I'm going to play this clip for you. Uh, so, of, of course, as you'd expect, his podcast on iTunes has about 400 one-star reviews. Because everybody who he reviews mm-hmm. oh. gets pissed and then oh, comes yeah. and leaves sure. shitty comments on his show. Sure. <laughs> but he's great. Like He puts more work into a podcast than I've ever seen. And this is a guy who goes on a lot of people's shows. I don't know how he does it. I was even asking him about that before we recorded. You're, you're on people's shows all the time. How do you fight die for this shit? And he loves it. He just likes to sit in his basement drinking and going on people's shows. But I do appreciate that he picks up on how much work we put into this fucking show. He's the only guy doing a podcast who's not actively apologizing for his content while he's doing it. Yeah. Like he's got regimented clips set up he's got his takes on them he's got bits he's incredible um and i use that as an excuse as i always do to start the drinking at like 11 in the morning when i was on his show yesterday keeps keeps everything a little looser (laughs) he's a man after my own heart that's right so then later on in his show much later on in his show kaya calls in now, if you remember, we were talking about Kaya, who's a, a host on the official podcast, and how I did a bonus episode, and then Dick immediately started ranting, what the fuck with these guys putting people on their bonus episodes behind yeah. a paywall? So Dick kind of laid into him a little bit, and I think it's because I was maybe the third or fourth person in a row who he heard say that, that I was booked on the official podcast on a bonus episode. I wasn't complaining about it. No. Dick immediately kind of jumped on him a little bit. Kaya, I, I was talking about when our shows come out because this is important to the story. Kaya was listening to WATP as soon as it dropped on Sunday, heard us talking shit about him, and called it a dick show while he was still on the air <laughs> recording. It's amazing how quick Kaya jumped on this. Is this about me being on Who Are These Podcasts? Oh, yeah, I just listened to that. You just listened to done. it? That's a good show. I, yeah, he released it just as you two started streaming, and... uh I was already midway into it, so I figured I'd finish that first. And I came across that little bit where you two talk about being bonuses on our show. And I felt terrible, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Oh, don't feel bad. No, No. because there's a very good reason. Look, see, the thing is... So this is very funny. Oh my god, this is like Inception. Kai calls in to explain 
that he feels bad. We were talking shit about it. Immediately, Dick's like, oh, no, no, don't feel bad. So Dick has to explain himself. This is a longer clip, but I, I find this uh, compelling. I Wait, let me explain scummy. to Sean what happened. I, let me explain okay. to Sean what happened. So the guy is on the official podcast, mm-hmm. uh, another great show. Yeah. It's a co- he's got a couple co-hosts. And they asked me to be on, uh, it was, I think it was like right after the lawsuit or something like that. So I went on, and it was a great show. But then I find out afterwards that it was a bonus content show. And I was like, well... That sucks because now anybody who wants to hear, like, if there's a lot of dedicated people to listen to this show. If they want to hear me, they got to go pay money to these guys. Pretty to get fucking the- smart, brother. <laughs> yeah, pretty-, pretty fucking smart. <laughs> pretty smart. So I thought, I respect uh, it. All right, you sons of bitches, you got me on that one. Then I hear they did the same thing to <laughs> Monkey Jones. Mm. He was he was on a stream with his grandma talking about how he got invited to your show, but it was a bonus episode, and you could see on his face him going. Well, I mean, you know, I guess that means I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the people who want to hear me so bad that they got to pay for something that they otherwise wouldn't have paid for. Yeah. So then I was on car. Who are these podcasts? Same fucking thing happened to them. And I said, all right, what's going on with these with these official podcast boys that they're just tricking everybody into. (laughs) So, uh, So Dick, you know, sums it up nicely better than I just did. And now this is Kaya's explanation. Oh. And Andrew Tate and you back to back or something, I think. That was two very controversial episodes. Mm. And by controversial, I mean the vast majority of people liked them, but there was this minority of douchebags who just had to whine about how offensive it was and this course, and that. So of ever since then, I don't really get to pick the guests to go on <laughs> the public episodes anymore. Two strikes back to back. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, see, when I pick guests for the bonuses, I have more leeway. So what I really do is I pick people that I personally enjoy just so I will get to talk to them. Oh, okay. So it's more of a selfish thing. Okay. And I also know because it, it doesn't have, I mean, it has a few upsides. Like, there's no ads that I have to awkwardly shuffle in while I'm talking to this person that I like. Yeah. But, yeah, that you know, we, we shafted monkey. Everybody from the dick show gets stuck in a bonus episode that you gotta pay it. Fucking pay per view only. What's his accent? Kaya's? He is from Turkey originally, I believe. I love his accent. Uh, oh, we all do. We're big fans of Kai over here at WATP. He sounds like the guy from Metalocalypse. And I will, yes, he does. <laughs> I love that accent so much. And I will point out the fact that he actually DM'd me right away as soon as he heard us talking about it and apologized. See, this guy's apologizing up and down Aww. to everybody. And uh, again, I really enjoyed going on their show and I was thrilled that they had me as a guest on the official podcast. So. We're excited. Uh, hopefully, we'll get uh, Kaya on this show someday soon because uh, we like that guy a lot. Anyway, I just wanted to get you caught up on that. I thought that was uh, interesting. We have to talk about Opie because we didn't talk about him at all last week. That we're, doesn't mean we, have to, we don't have to do that. Oh no, we do. Oh, oh we no, we we most certainly do. <laughs> we're, we're way behind. Opie's putting out all these episodes. But before we do that, let me take a minute to tell you about our new sponsor. It is a great website, deepdiscount.com. You can find thousands of movies and TV shows at incredible prices. They also have tens of thousands of items in all categories, TV shows. They have CDs, LPs, games, books, and so much more. Visit Deep Discount 
where you can get old classics, any TV show you want. Do you think they have news radio? Because I can't find my box set. Oh, let me take a look to see if they have news radio. They do. They have the complete <gasps> DVD series. Oh, I might have to rebuy it. I don't know what I did with it. Well, you can get it at a very low rate. Well, now I'm real excited. On deepdiscount.com. But they don't just have the old favorites. They also have new releases, too, coming out on December 25th, which in some areas is Christmas, is White Boy Rick. <laughs> you can get White Boy Rick on Blu-ray. It's deeply discounted. This is a movie from the early, well, it's a set in the early 80s in Detroit. There's a 14-year-old guy named Rick who proves to be a fast study under his low-rent gunrunner dad and his growing notoriety in the inner city caught the attention of the FBI, who in turn recruit him to infiltrate and inform on the operations of the local drug czar. So this will be a, uh, a fun movie to check out starring Matthew McConaughey. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, so please, go to deepdiscount.com. You can buy all your favorites and spoil yourself. There's something for everyone. Check it out. And uh, we always say to our sponsor, Deep Discount, Thank you, Deep Discount. All right. With that said, I think it might be time for... Opie Radio. The Opie Radio Podcast. (laughs) That always makes me laugh. (laughs) Opie is back at Gephardt's. Whoop-de-doo. Can you believe it? I can believe it. Oh, you oh you can believe I it? I surely can. Well, that's weird because he mentions the reason why his show is so good. Uh, that's why reality shows are pretty popular. Or, or a radio show like me and Ant did over the years and what I'm doing with the solo shit. It's unpredictable. That's where the good shit comes from and that's where the audience comes in. God, that sounds terrible. The sound is terrible. Well, that's actually from a ro- the Road Trip episode to Rochester. Oh. <laughs> but I love the fact that he thinks his show is unpredictable. It couldn't be more predictable. Right. It's you and your three buddies at Gebhards talking over crowd noise to each other about random nonsense. This I thought was interesting. This is Opie. So he's talking to Sherrod Small, who's a black gentleman. And Opie mentions that he got real comfortable around uh, black people at the Y and decided to throw out the N-word. <gasps> what? Yeah. It's oh like when God. Opie used to play b- basketball at the Y. <laughs> <laughs> when it got knocked out because it said the N-word? <laughs> Did you? Knocked what? unconscious? I've told you that Oh, that's story. right. Because I, I thought story. I was one of the guys. I played basketball with he you. He deserved it. I played basketball with you fucks for years. I thought I could well, finally throw the N-word But you can't say nigga pass the ball. You can't say that, Opie. No, I said nice shot. Eh. Why would you do that? Oh, my God. That's the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) Such an idiot. Oh, my God. My teeth are so clenched right now. I know. So uncomfortable. I can't believe you didn't just deck him right now. Well, he did get punched out at the basketball game. Oh, did he? Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. This is the amazing chemistry. Opie's always talking about the chemistry and these guys, these are the best guys. You know, you got Vic Henley, the very funny Vic Henley. Yeah. Sherrod Small, Carl Ruiz, and Opie. And this is them all just yelling nonsense at the same time. Always good for a radio show. <laughs> Your hood, you keep that watch on because that she's fucking she you. Might take that it. watch I got it. I don't think on. Anything that's worth money, I keep on. <laughs> <laughs> who, can what? Fo- who can follow this conversation? 
<laughs> I couldn't understand a word. So they're drinking. This is part two at Gebhardt. So they, this is like four hours of podcasting that they did. And in the final 30 minutes, they're very drunk at this point. And Sherrod Small starts asking Opie, why wouldn't you bring back Opie and Anthony? Have it be a big charity show. You know, do it at the Comedy Cellar. He's throwing out all these scenarios. And this triggers the Opster. He gets very upset about this. And he mentions this a few times. Nobody? Uh, someone that was very smart told me that O never stopped being O, A stopped being A. That's the problem. I agree. But Thank uh, you. But so he's saying the reason why the show ended is because Anthony changed. In what way? That's what he just said. Yeah, no, I know. But how many times has Opie said he's trying to do something different? He's trying to evolve. He's turning his new show into this My Little Pony, Everyone's Friends, Let's All Hug show. And he's saying that he's the one who hasn't changed? Mm. Anthony's still ranting like a lunatic on his show. I mean, he's a ridiculous person. Well, sure. But I don't think he's changed that much. He's still doing the same thing. I don't think he's changed at all. But according to Opie... (laughs) O stopped, or O never stopped being O, but A stopped being A. Okay. And then Opie goes on to explain that Anthony can't be successful without Opie, which is interesting because they haven't been together in five years. So this is weird. I don't know where this comes from. Mike, get because in on this. Because he misses you. I don't give a fuck. He blew it. He misses you. He knows he can't do this shit without me, brother. Whoa! <laughs> he blew it! He can't do this shit without me, brother! Can't do what shit? Oh my god. I can't stand him. He was just on the Joe Rogan show, which getting booked on that show is a good thing. Oh, it's yeah, it is. The most listened to podcast. Meanwhile, Opie got blown off by Joe Rogan and is creating these wacky YouTube videos calling him out. And he's going, Anthony can't do this shit without me? I think Anthony's fine. Anthony's... He's fine. Anthony's uh, podcast that he's got going. Yeah. I've made you that's listen a, to it before, right? That's a nice right? studio he's got. He's yes. Got, he's got it going on. Yes. He's behind a paywall. People pay to listen to it. Jen and I were both there. It was nice. It was a, it was a thrill and a half. It was a thrill and a half. This is him... Opie talking about Anthony Blewett. This is the clip I just played, but extended a little bit. Listen in the background. Vic Henley is just in another conversation somewhere else, just yelling. This is how professional this fucking show is. He blew it. He He knows he can't do this shit without me, brother. You know that. But y'all niggas know that. Listen to me. He blew it. Life is short. So at this part of the show, I know, you just hear people yelling in the background. No one's even paying attention to Opie, because what Opie has done at this part of the show is he's talking like a fanboy. This guy just walks up, and he's a big fan of Opie and Opie and Anthony. So it's Opie and Sherrod and this fanboy just having this conversation about how Anthony blew it and and all this stuff. And I got to say, the irony on this, this is the fanboy talking about how this is the best thing Opie has ever done, because that's what you have to kiss the ring when you're with Opie. Yuck. This is him explaining this is the best thing. And the, I don't know if the irony is the right word, but listen to how terrible this sounds while this guy's explaining this is the best thing he's ever done. But this, this podcast yeah. is the best I've ever heard you. Thanks, Andrew. The best material, the best group of guys, and it's a phenomenal fucking time. Thank you. 
Has, how, he listen, has he listened to this podcast? How funny is that? This thing shit. that we're doing right now while we're drunk in a bar is the best thing you've ever done. How is that even possible? Would this, Opie be famous if this is what he was known for? This right here? This could be a podcast. Would he possibly have any type of name recognition if what he did was just get drunk in bars and make terrible sounding podcasts that talk about nothing? Yes. In the next episode, he's walking down the street. Going to Gebhard's again to meet up with Judy Gold. And this is what I call humble Opie. It's sad. It's absolutely sad. It was some magical times. I mean, I believe that we were better than Howard Stern. I also believe we never reached our potential. So not only were they better than the best, they didn't even get as good as they were going to be. According to the Opster. What is he talking about? He's all over the place. It makes zero sense. It's all over the place. You got this guy saying this is the best thing you've ever done. And then he says, when I used to do this show back then, we were the best thing that ever happened. So which is it? And I love that, well, Jim Norton has taken some shots at Opie. And Anthony Cumia continues to take shots at Opie. Opie never fires back. He takes the high road. Because... He's not emotional about it at all. Life is too long and short to be this angry. You're both young. I'm not angry. Oh, my God. Does that sound like a guy who's not angry? He's not angry at all. He's totally moved on. I know. He's going I moved on. He goes in. He never moved on. He goes in. But you're better at ignoring it. I I only went in when I felt like my back was against the wall and I had to. All right. So Opie has said this many times. He never goes after those guys. He might react from time to time. But he takes the high road. He lets those guys do all the shit talking and obsess about him. He doesn't talk about him. And then this happens. He obsessed about me in a book that should have been so fucking cool about his rise from being an air conditioning uh, guy yeah. all the way to the top where we're walking on yeah. Jay Leno together. And he obsesses about the shit I did to him when, when he had no self-awareness. He has no idea why some of that shit happened. So wait for my fucking book. Oh, whoa. Wait for my fucking book. I don't want you... I love that. He's like, I take the high road. I don't go after that, but I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to tell him that he sucks. Wait till he sees what I write about him in my book. Will you get that book? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I'll read it out loud on this podcast. We can go through a chapter at a time. That'd be fun. That could be a whole other spinoff. Opie will never write this book. Opie never does anything he says he's going to do. He got fired from SiriusXM and spent 10 months doing nothing. But he was constantly tweeting about, oh, I got this deal. We got this. We're in negotiations with this thing. I got another meeting with these people. And then what does he do? He puts on a show where he walks around with a Zoom recorder and talks to his friends. Yeah. That, um, going back to the Joe. He'll Rogan never thing, write a book. The the YouTube video that you played? Yeah. That is, that's disturbing. It's disturbing. I wonder if Joe Rogan ever got back to you and explained himself. For not getting back to his DM. I'm sure he did not. Uh, I'm sure he did not. So embarrassing. That was weird. I wish that they had talked about that when Anthony went on Joe Rogan's show. I was hoping they would talk about that video and they they did not. No. Maybe they didn't know about it yet. No, they did. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was after that happened. Mm. This was after Joe Rogan went on Anthony's show, which got Opie all upset. This could be like wrestling. This could be like professional wrestling, I feel like, with these storylines that we have going on. Wait till the big WrestleMania event. So what's your theory? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, you know what's going to happen is Jim Norton's <laughs> going to show up with a folding chair. This is Opie <laughs> calling out Jim Norton. And this is actually, again, Opie's drunk at this point. But this is pretty fucking cutting. 
And I remember his parents were there, and they're like, Jimmy, do you mind? I, I got Christmas presents for you, and I haven't seen you. This is now January, and, and probably a week or two into January. I remember his mom walking out to her car, which was a long walk, to bring Christmas presents back to the fucking green room, because that was the only time that Jimmy would give his parents so they could give Jimmy his fucking Christmas presents. So don't give me the shit that mommy said this. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeesh. Yikes. Yeah, it's getting really dark all of a sudden. Uh, drunk Opie's really a mean drunk Opie. He's a mean drunk. And it doesn't fit this, what he's trying to do. He's trying to rebrand himself. He's trying to be like, hey, this is our fun, everyone loves each other podcast. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us how awesome we are. We everything's great all the time. And then he gets on this show and starts motherfucking everyone. So then he has to do a show after that explaining how he did that. And this is him walking down the street with lots of traffic noise in the background, which is pleasant. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, Opie, you could do this at your house before you fucking leave. But anyway, this is him explaining that uh, things, well, I'll let him, I'll let him explain it because I don't know how to pronounce this word. Near the end, um, Sherrod surprised me with all that O&A stuff and it got intense. It got a bit heated. Got a bit heated. Heated. Yeah. <laughs> So then he explains that he was talking to that guy, Joey, who always pops in, about possibly editing all of that out, and then explains that he did not. Um, I was thinking about actually editing it out of the podcast, because I truly am trying to move on with my life and my career, but decide, you know what, that's one thing about this podcast that people seem to really dig, the realness of it. And, you know, whether it's a sit-down interview with a friend or us just getting sloppy drunk at a bar, I think uh, people are really appreciating the variety of the podcast. Is he fucking with us? Do you know why he thinks people enjoy the podcast? Why? Because they only play voicemails from people who are gushing about this shitty fucking podcast. Here's an example of a caller that can't possibly be real in life. As listeners... I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I can't wait to see what 2019 brings to Opie's podcast. You can't wait to see what 2019 brings? That sounds like it could be Opie, though. Hey, dummy, let me tell you what's going to happen. They're going to go to a bar and Vic Henley is going to yell a joke that's not funny. That's what's going to, that's what you can't wait for? That can't, nobody says that kind of shit. That's not a real call. Hey, I just want to let you know I can't wait to see what happens next year on your show. I can. I can wait. I can wait a real long time for that. I can wait the rest of my life. I might even forget that I was waiting for it. <laughs> so then he has Judy Gold. He's walking down to Gebhardt's to meet up with Judy Gold, who why? I think we've established as a comedian. Yes, but why would she meet him? <laughs> so, so people are uh, desperate for attention, I guess. I'm going to look up. I need to look up who she is. You would know her if you saw her. I think she used to be more famous than she is now. Oh, God. She must have been because she I, wouldn't go on a Opie show. I could be wrong. So they're talking about this sushi place. And remember back a few episodes ago, I talked about how Opie threw out a joke that I thought was kind of funny and then ruined it <laughs> immediately afterwards? Yeah. I didn't realize it. This is a go-to joke that he pulls out often. He does this joke again and ruins it again. This is quite impressive, even for the Opster. 
the sushi across the street is fucking amazing. It's one of the best ones. Isn't in, it amazing? On the Upper West Side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I what, think it's like one of the best ones in the city. What's the name of it? I, I don't even know for the people out there. Um, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck is it? Just make an airplane noise yeah. and uh, yeah. you might, and someone will point you yeah, in the right, right. direction. <laughs> Where's so me? <laughs> 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 It's the airplane noise joke again. Anything that sounds Asian is an airplane noise to Opie. Well, that's one piece of shtick that he has. There there you go. There's the Opie joke. It's almost like when you see Dan Carlin, you want him to do the seven dirty words. It's like, yeah, do the airplane joke. Airplane noise joke. Woo! Did I say Dan Carlin? You did. I'm. Yeah, I'm, you did. Uh, that's not what I meant. George. I meant George Carlin. That's what you meant. Dan Carlin is the hardcore history guy. I don't know who that is. <sighs> Sorry. Listen, it's been a long holiday weekend. It really here. has been. I am, uh, I am petering out We're here. We're petering. Oof. Here we go. We're going to get our second win. we got more open to talk about because he's taking a road trip to Rochester. Yeah. And Carl Ruiz, they get in the car and they start driving there. And Carl Ruiz thinks that maybe they can swing by Buffalo. And he throws out a fun little nickname for Buffalo. We could maybe uh, do a little side trip to Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, man. <laughs> Why do they always do that? I don't know. Maybe when you go to Buffalo, you can swing by the uh... Tavanooch, <laughs> and then you guys can have a the drinky poo. Oh, yuck! It's so douchey. It is really douchey. I don't get it. So these guys are in the back of a car talking, and I don't like road trips personally. I don't like being in a car for six hours. It's even worse when I have to listen to people in a car for six hours in real fucking time. They never turn off the recorder. They don't edit anything. They even stop and have smoke breaks and you're listening to every second of them getting out of the car, getting back into the car. There's a fucking pause button, man. Come on, help us out a little bit. This is Carl telling a story about a friend who tried to commit suicide and Opie not understanding what's going on at all. He cannot follow this for some reason. He was in his bends, already asleep. In his Benz convertible, put the top down, turned the car on, and in his garage. And he was in there for a while because he had a three-car garage. So I want to fill up that little jammy. And wow. he was out. And I walked in, and I got him out, and I was woozy. And, but he was gone? No, he was fine. Was he trying to... Like, he was, like, like groggy, like, right. but out. But like, was he trying he... to kill himself? Yeah, he's trying to kill himself. Whoa. What part of that was he not following? He was in his Mercedes-Benz convertible... In a three-car garage with the car running, and he was passed out. Did he think he was taking a nap? Did he think that this is the way rich people nap? That's crazy. But why did Opie not understand what was going on there? There was even more build-up before that, where he's Carl Ruiz has made it very clear that his friend tried to commit suicide, and then he had to pull him out of there. That is a really dark story to tell on a really fun podcast. Yeah, there's not a lot of fun going on, i got to be honest with you. This is more of Opie being humble. You gotta keep the secret ingredients. Oh, this is great. He's explaining that he won't teach someone how to become as great a broadcaster as he is. <laughs> okay. He doesn't want to give away the secret sauce. You gotta keep the secret ingredients to yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll always keep you on the B team. I'll never bring right. you up. It's just the way that I'm raised. It's I'll, the way I make money. I don't care. I'll teach you overall. I'll how give this you works, an idea. <laughs> right. I'll give you an idea, but but I'm not gonna give you the real shit no. that that makes you uh, in no. the one percent no. of no. your profession. If you want me to be your mentor, you better have the same last name as me, motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
So this is Opie talking about how he is in the top 1% of broadcasters, and he's not going to tell anyone else how to do that. And then minutes later, he explains exactly what his formula is. So what I heard was this groggly, shitty voice, no offense, Weez, but he knows, coming from a room, and I'm like, what is that? I've never heard radio like this before. What the fuck? And then you get past that he doesn't have a radio voice, and what he was saying was was way better than any anybody else was doing. And I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm changing my whole fucking style. <laughs> so Opie's formula is copying Wheeze. No shit. No shit, brother man, brother man. Uh, I could tell. Mm. I could tell you've been copying Wheeze for 25 years. Yeah. I'm not going to tell someone the secret ingredient. Uh, so I heard Weeze on the radio and decided I would just do that. That's the secret ingredient. In the same show, he explains both of these things. Can I ask you, why Please. do you think Carl Weeze still does the show? It's a good question. Doesn't I would have predicted he'd be done with it by now. Because he has his own thing going on. He does. He's on the Food Network. He doesn't have his own show, but he's on a show. I don't know what But the, what does what he think is. he's going to gain from doing this podcast? I don't over know. And over again. I, I'm, I'm sure they're paying them. With what, though? They don't have sponsors. Uh, they do. They they haven't recently, actually, now that I think about it. But they had Quip. Oh, Remember, right. Opie was explaining how it was the greatest fucking thing you'd ever put in your mouth. And you have to buy it as a <laughs> fucking Christmas gift for people. Like Besides Wiz's dick. Oh! Oh! <laughs> 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 yeah. Jen from the Jingles Department. I got to get a, a drop that's like a Jen Zinger. Please don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so this is where well, they're going to visit Wheeze. They're all excited about this. By the way, I got a text because they were tweeting about how they were coming to Rochester. They went to Jeremiah's last Sunday night and someone messaged me and said, hey, by the way, Opie's going to Jeremiah's. It's walking distance from my house. I should I, I didn't believe it to be true. Could have gone down there and hung out with the boys and done a podcast. Yeah, you talk about getting decked. <laughs> this is, yeah, I wouldn't have to say the N-word to get punched out yeah, in that scenario. You just had to walk in the door and you get punched out. This is Opie teasing his uh, amazing Brother Wee story. This is the best Brother Wee story. So, yeah, we're on our way to Rochester. I want to tell my Brother Wee story, my best Brother Wee story. Let's do it. So you fast forward a whole bunch of years, like uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, he's my mentor, learned a lot. What from- year is this? 1951. Oh, Jesus. A long time ago. Mm, he didn't get Carl's joke there. Carl goes, 1950. Get it? That's too long ago. You're not a lot. You're not even <laughs> that old. They can't possibly. So he tramples over that. This fucking story, I don't know if it ever starts. It, this is 15 minutes later. We finally get to the payoff of this amazing story. And like any long, boring story, it starts with Opie saying, long story short. Long story short. My nose swells up to three or four times the size immediately. So they got in some, some car accident, <laughs> oh is this amazing story. Four times the size immediately. Oh my God. All our groceries, because we went to Wegmans, it was a pickup type of truck, right. uh, all over Route 9. Uh, Route 9, now I'm getting my roads uh, mixed up. Monroe Avenue, sorry. Um, and all of a sudden, Weez looks at me, and I'm shaking like, holy fuck, I got to go to the hospital. I, you know, I got to fix this fucking nose. He looks at me, Vietnam vet. Did a bunch of tours in Vietnam. Looks at me, he goes, "Doesn't look that bad, brah. Let's 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 do the boat trip anyway." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so, I mean, what's the interesting part? 
This was this amazing story he had to tell. He got in a car accident, his nose was injured, and he went on the boating trip anyway. <laughs> the end. <laughs> amazing. At one point, he's talking about Weeze, and Opie feels very strongly about this, this brother Weeze guy who's a radio, uh, very famous in Rochester. Yes. Radio disc jockey. He's been around forever. He's a Rochester treasure. And Opie slips up and says something that is so creepy and weird. It was insane. I didn't know what to do because my whole life, I, I truly just never had money. So how it relates to Rochester, brother Weeze. He's talking about he finally got the seven-figure deal on radio and he wanted to go back to Rochester and and hang out with Weeze and celebrate this. This has always been my boy and I came up to go on a boat trip with brother Weeze and his wife and my girlfriend at the time and to celebrate a little bit, right? I wanted to show Papa. He's He wanted to show Papa that he made it big in radio. Your face is priceless right now. I don't like it. Could you believe that? He's like, I got this big deal. I mean, the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to go show Papa. I did it, Papa. I'm a big radio star. Yeah. He's talking about a guy he worked with. He's calling him Papa. My shoulders are up to my ears right now. I don't think you could hear how high your shoulders are right now. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Is that crazy? He stopped himself immediately. Papa, I, I, you know, Weez is a mentor. That's sad. I oscillate with Opie. I don't like this segment of your show sometimes. Yeah. Because. It's, it's not one of those times. Well, because. <laughs> I can tell. I go from loathing him yeah. to feeling so sorry for him. Yeah. I just feel bad for him sometimes. Don't feel bad for him because he could have been a male model. Let's not forget that Opie is. What a hunkaroo. <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum. Let's not forget that. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap this up. I do want to talk about the fact that nobody seems to know what the fucking algorithm is. I, I truly think that the Food Network is crazy to not give you your own show. Well, I'm damaged goods, man. You know, I'm older. I have, uh, you don't fit the algorithm. I don't fit the algorithm. I, I, like Judy Gold was saying on the uh, last podcast. Well, the so the reason why he doesn't have his own show on a cable station is because it doesn't fit the algorithm. That's not what an algorithm That's is. That's not even close to what an algorithm is. Why does no why do no one understand what an algorithm is? It controls so much of your life at this point, and no one understands what it is. This is uh where Opie is talking about how when Carl gets drunk, he gets really wordy with his stories. And he explains that he has to edit Carl's stories out of the podcast because they're too wordy. When you get wordy on your stories when you're drunk, yeah, no, no, no. I get wordy with but but then me and Joey, uh, we fix you up nice. The other day, nice I, in the edit. The other day, I'm going to... That's not true. They don't edit the show at all. There's nothing edited out. He says, when they get drunk... Now, when they get drunk, they're at a bar. Right. Either that dive bar near Carl's house or Gebhard's on the Upper West Side. Whichever. There's always background noise. I can tell if they edit it or not because it skips from the, the middle of the verse to the chorus. You can tell. Right. If it was edited. They don't edit anything. They don't edit anything. Why does he keep insisting that he's editing this show? <sighs> Beats me. I, th I I think he insists a little too much, if you ask me. He doth protest too much. All right. That's all I have on Opie. He's making the trek to Rochester. I have a friend who I work with who was out at a restaurant on Monday night. 
and saw Opie there with Wheeze and Carl podcasting in the corner. Oh, was it Grinnell's? No, it was uh, Max's on East. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a nice... I'm surprised they'd even let them do that in there. That's a nice restaurant. Well, it's fucking Wheeze. Yeah, well, he is that's the That's what he does. Yeah. So apparently, and this might already be out by now, but apparently there's a podcast with Opie and Wheeze. So that'll be a fun one, huh? I will not be attending. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Holy shit. We've talked about a lot today. We did. Right? We talked about Sam Roberts. We did. We talked about Opie. We talked about wrestling a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Sure. So I think uh, now is the time for everyone's favorite segment. The teaser. The teaser. This is the part of the show where we play a clip, just a little clip, <laughs> from the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week. It's just a little clip, just a tease you. Just the tip? Just the tip of the clip. <laughs> to get everyone excited about it, we want to tease our audience with this clip. And here is said clip. <laughs> Buckle in, folks. You want to know how long it took for her to get her shit together so we could hit record today? Quite some time. Okay, it only took like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's really entertaining. You called early. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I did. <laughs> um, okay. So I had a couple of topics that I wanted to start off with. I don't know about you guys, but do you know it's Christmas time? Yeah, I think everybody does. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast called This Could Get Awkward. I think it already did. This is a suggestion from John John, who DM'd us on Twitter. John John thinks this will make for good fodder for us. I've listened to about 38 seconds of this show, and I agree. Yeah. I think this is going to be a fun one. There's going to be lots of clips. We'll be listening to episode number 38. So, Kevin, if you're listening, grab episode number 38 of This Could Get Awkward. We'll be reviewing that next weekend on Who Are These Podcasts? Jen, anything you want to promote? You have any plugs? Uh, yeah, no. I don't do anything. You don't do anything? No. I do this show sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to plug this show. Go, go for it. Listen to me on WATP. <laughs> uh, Randomly. Prob- probably by tomorrow. <laughs> Randomly. <laughs> so please, join us again next week because it might be up so we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. This is your first time podcast. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. You're not charismatic. Fuck you. There have been no laughs. None. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Oh.
What the fuck are they talking about?